couple members of the Randy Newman fandom discussing one of his songs at random, followed by another that's a cover. It's Wheel of Randy. Hey, it's Wheel of Randy, everybody's favorite Randy Newman podcast. Wheel of Randy is part of the Good Trash Media Network. A couple of notes before the show today. My guest and I are going to be discussing several songs. Feel free to pause and listen to each song before we talk about it. If you go to our Twitter page, at Wheel of Randy, you'll find links to all the songs that we're discussing today. Wheel of Randy is brought to you by Wade Engineering. Stay tuned after this episode for a message from those fine folks. Let's start the show. It's Wheel of Randy. My guest today is a very, very funny guy. And that's not just me talking. He was awarded funniest person in Oklahoma City a couple years ago. He is a comic and a a song and dance man. Can we call you that? Uh Yeah, I would appreciate being called that. And, and he is the host of one of my favorite podcasts, The Praise Down. Uh, please welcome to uh, Wheel of Randy, Mr. Alex Sanchez. Yay! Thank you for having me, Dan. I appreciate Thank, Thanks being for here. coming. I, I, I miss you. You used to be, be one, one, one of my regulars. I would see you every Sunday night before the, uh, before the quarantine began. Yep, Alex is the host of um, of Public Access, which is mm-hmm. Oklahoma City's number one comedy, poetry, music open mic. That's very true. Uh, as rated in the Oklahoma Gazette, mm-hmm. and uh, really appreciate you coming. You're, you're you're one of my favorite people, and uh, always enjoy talking to you. Um, you tell too. tell the audience a, a little bit about yourself. Um, well, you really said it all. Uh, I'm a I'm a, a local sort of uh, beloved local personality, I guess is what I would say. <laughs> um, I do. I've been lately though doing nothing but gaming. I've become a gamer, Dan, since the quarantine began. That's a responsible thing to do. Yeah. I well, yeah. I'm staying at home. I'm playing Civilization. I downloaded, I, I paid for some expansions to Civilization VI that account for climate change, and that's been um, my last day and a half. Nice. So does, did, did, does anything change when you, when you plug climate into the model? Yes, it does. It becomes uh, less advantageous to settle on the coasts, um, but conversely, more advantageous to have a big navy. Uh, which, which is a nice segue. Today's episode is brought to you by the Oklahoma City Chamber of Commerce. Oklahoma mm-hmm. City, 1,100 feet above sea level. Come to it. Come to it. I, I think if, when, when my friends in, in California or in the East Coast find out what I paid for my house, they just... Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, it's nice. So pay for that now before... Uh, prices go up due to scarcity of land. There you go. One 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 of these days we'll uh, we'll start promoting Oklahoma that way instead of this uh, you know kind of 
cowboys and Indians tourism thing that we've been trying for the last... For 100 years, yeah. Okay, 100 years, that's fair. <laughs> Oklahoma, it's what's left. That, that'll be our slogan. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Top 10 remaining states. <laughs> now, are you from Oklahoma originally? Um, yeah, I was born in Albuquerque, but my parents only lived there for like a uh, a month and then moved straight here. All right. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm a naturalized citizen is what I'll say. About yeah. I, uh, I moved here when I was 18 and yeah, some people say that that counts and some people say that I'm still a newcomer. But, you know, well, where from? Originally? Yeah. Huntsville, Alabama. Then Rock you're fine. USA. You're an Oklahoman. Yeah, I think so. Well, I I I, I, I appreciate getting, getting that endorsement. I, yeah. I think it think it helps that I married an Oklahoman, as in you know, born at Baptist Hospital. You know, yeah, got the pedigree, so I I get in that way at least. Well, let's. What are your opinions on the the classic Oklahoma foods of chicken fried steak? Frito chili pie and onion burgers. Okay. Yes. No. No. And Interesting. I, I, yeah, I, I think the yes is that, that my my family of origin has a, a West Texas background. Okay. So, so my my dad and his dad could could make a pretty good chicken fry. Um, onion burgers are are just kind of depressing to me. It's interesting. It's, it's great depression food. You know. Yeah, it's Dust Bowl, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, what do we have left? Well, okay, let's cook up an onion and pretend that it's meat. And, yeah. and then cook up a little bit of meat and put it on top of it, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I've I've done a lot of, uh, I don't talk about work on this podcast, but I've, I've sure. done a lot of business in El Reno, uh, which is known for its onion burgers. It's and onion burgers, yeah. It smells like an onion. Yeah, it does. It's, it's rough. Uh, yeah. I went to the festival one time. Oh, you did? Yeah. With the World's Yeah, Onion Burger Festival. Yeah, it was wild. They cook it on a big trailer. How do they heat it up? Is it like a solar foil or something? They build a big fire under the trailer. Oh, that sounds legit. It's awesome. (laughs) As for Frio Chili Pie, it's an abomination because... a decent chili is mainly beans, and it should be on a bed of rice or macaroni. What? Yeah, Fritos. A decent, a decent chili is mainly beans is heresy. I, I I've I never heard that, that. Mainly to get my Texas relatives riled up. But yeah, I know that. Yeah, it, it, it's all about the beans. And to take to take a giant meat stew and then put it mm-hmm. on a perfectly good Frito, you're you're really painting the lily at that point. You don't need Oh, so it's out of respect for the Frito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you don't need an oily base for an oily topping. It's just it, yeah. interesting. So uh, I'm from Tulsa, where there's a big Coney culture. I don't know if we've talked about this. No. Uh, okay, great. So in the 1920s, sorry, my water bottle. In the 1920s, a pair of brothers from Cincinnati moved to Tulsa, and they started a place called Coney Island downtown. 
and everybody loved it. It was the depression, the chili was cheap, uh, but there was a schism within the family. The two brothers disagreed on the recipe, so one moved on to create a new place called Coney Islander, which became, for that, yeah. that became the more prevalent, like the chain one that everybody goes to. But the original is still downtown, and there is truly, Dan, the barest difference in their chili. <laughs> I've heard that a Cincinnati chili has a little bit of cocoa in it. Can you? Can a little bit of cocoa, a little bit of cinnamon. Ugh. Okay. I, I, it's I, more of a Greek red sauce than it is a true, like, Texas chili. Okay. Because it came from Greek immigrants. Well, yeah, the, the guy who runs the Coney Island in downtown Oklahoma City is mm-hmm. the Greek fella. And, the guy on Capitol Hill? Uh, well, I don't know about Capitol Hill. Uh, the They're also Ian Greek. Walker, uh, <laughs> the Capitol Hill one is also Greek. Okay. I used to work upstairs from, from that one on Main and Walker. And oh. Just, you could tell when someone had gone down to Coney Island for lunch. Yeah, that makes sense. Oozed out of them the rest of the day. Yeah. But interesting, I didn't know that there was such a uh, such a uh, colorful history about it in Tulsa. Yeah, the Cincinnati transplants, it yeah, happened around the same time. Why were people from... Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I think it literally was just those two brothers. <laughs> they moved down here, and everybody, nobody had ever eaten anything good. It's like... Um, I go to a lot of small towns, and mm-hmm. every small town has a Mexican restaurant, mm-hmm. and it's always called El Charo, and as soon as you sit down, you can tell they've gotten a lot of complaints about it being mm-hmm. too spicy. <laughs> watered it down, and watered it down, and watered it down. It's like, I know you didn't open this restaurant to you know, put you know, catch up on your enchiladas, but mm-hmm. customers have, have forced that. Jeez. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm through with small town Mexican restaurants. Fair. Well, before we talk about Randy Newman, I've got a few kind of general music questions just, just okay. for our audience to get to know you, to know where, where you're coming from. Um, First question is, what is a record that you love, but it's a record that most people have already heard of? Don't give me something obscure. Mm, I think it's Paul Simon's Graceland. I love that record. I was listening to that the other day. Uh, the uh, What was the track? Uh, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes. Perfect song. Yeah. So, I love that record. It's my go-to cleaning music. Is that, that album? All right. You have a favorite track on that? Mm, I mean, truly, like, no, because it's the whole first four songs off that album are all so good. Graceland, Boy in the Bubble, Time is on the Soles of Her Shoes, and another one that I'm, uh, of course, forgetting. It's it's, It's so good. I love the writing. I love the way Paul Simon's vocals, he does the folk singer thing where the vocals seem to be almost independent from the beat of the song, but they still fit in perfectly without making it feel weird. There was a lot of backlash against Graceland, at least for people my age. Um, yeah. Because you know, when it won the Grammy for Best Album, uh, 
a lot of people said, okay, well, this isn't cool anymore. Or, yeah. uh, you know, you know Kaja Gugu should have won it or something like that. And so, sure. so Graceland really had a bad name for, you know, and for Gen Xers for a while. And maybe that's because our parents were listening to Graceland a lot. That like, makes no, no, sense. We're moving on. But it, <laughs> it does hold up. I, I was surprised when I listened the other day. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. All right. Well, let's do a deeper cut here. What's a musical group that you love that you wish more people knew about? The Almighty Defenders. This is uh, the guys from the Black Lips and the guys from the King Con and Barbecue Show, two sort of garage rock bands in the mid-2000s, got together in 09 over a weekend and just got hammered and made a bunch of gospel music. What? Yeah, it's a great album. It rules. uh, Tell me what it is again. The Almighty Defenders. If you want to pull it up, I don't know how much actual listening gets done on this podcast. No listening. Uh, uh, we 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 are, are keeping the the copyright people happy on this one. Okay, but I will I will add a link to to the Wheel of Randy Twitter feed when this comes out, so people know what we're talking about. Cool. So, I what wh- what style of gospel are we talking here? Um, just real shouty gang vocals, call and response gospel, just yelling and stomping. It's great. I mentioned before that, that 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 you host the Praise Down, which is mm-hmm. kind of a, a a love letter to kitschy contemporary gospel. Christian music. That, yeah, um, definitely. Is this the kind of thing that you would review on the Praise Down, or is this something that that, that, that um, genuinely love? Or this one I found way before we like ten years before we started the Praise Down. Um, I just love this album because I loved those two other bands. And uh, it just, man, it just hits. Every track on there is just real, just yelling and feeling. It's good. Well, I know what I'm listening to this afternoon. It'll be good. They've got a song on there called Jihad Blues. (laughs) Yeah. I am sold. It's good, yeah. All right. Next question. What's a movie soundtrack that you enjoy? Hmm. My, uh, oof. I, well, my answer is really embarrassing. It's The Nightmare Before Christmas. All right. No. I love that no soundtrack. I sang it a bunch as a kid. I think a lot of the songs really hold up. Danny Elfman, I mean, obviously knows what he's doing. Right, right. It seems like, it seems like that score gets recycled a lot. Oh, um, yeah. I heard What's This being used as background music for something completely different. I can't remember what it was. And I was like, you can't get away with that. We know what this song is. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the song people copy when they want to sound like Danny Elfman. What's, oh, oh, the other one that, that gets reused over and over again is um, oh, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I do not, I don't think that I'm familiar with that one. seems like every five years, I, it's just this, this, this little horn piece. It seems like every five years a movie picks it up or a commercial picks it up. And it's, it's just this, this theme that people aren't familiar with. It's not like you're you know, you know, trying to use a John Williams score uh, and get away with it. But it, it, 
it just resonates with people subconsciously enough that, that they go, oh, this is, this is something that I want to pay attention to. Yeah. It's obscure. And it's like right in that space between obscure and really well-known. Yeah. That lets you get away with it. He's, well, he's the guy who invented uh, when your score goes, burp, 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 and then the flutes go, burp, 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 burp. he invented that. <laughs> Nobody else was doing that before he was doing it. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Uh, well, well we, you, you, you have immunity here. You we'll leave that up to the fact anything against you. Well, thank you. Get a fact wrong. Last general question music. Live music. Yes, no, or not anymore? Mm, yes. I think that there are, t- like, I never go anymore, but I think if I went with s- someone who liked to have a good time, I would enjoy it. Uh, I, you know, I think I c- if I had exactly two beers, I could really enjoy a punk show. But I can't go to just see some, like, power pop band play songs without sitting down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if I'm going to go to a show, it has to be like a whole deal. I find I just more, love, I love sitting down too much. Hmm? I, I, I'm more I'm more in the no camp. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll go to a, a show now and then, but it, it seems like people will will go out of their way and and pay a premium for the right sound quality when they're listening at home, but then they'll go to a show that. It sounds like you know it's it's played on the cheapest speakers imaginable, and you know you've got people talking all over you. You know it's uh, it's not. That's the thing. That's why I would never like go to a live show of a band whose songs I or like who's like a real lyrics heavy band, unless it's <sighs> They Might Be Giants, where everybody's singing all the lyrics the whole time. Yeah, you know, if I go in and there's a, a cover band or something, I'll be three songs in and I'll ask myself, do I know a single word that they've said? Yeah. And it's like, is it Which, just me? It seems like everyone else is, is digging this. But yeah, because, you know, crowds traditionally love opening acts. Right. But uh, if, I, if, if it's something I know, all right, I can understand what's going on, but I've... I just don't see the appeal. And, and that's hard because it seems like that's the only way artists are making money anymore. That's true. And yeah, Spotify, yeah. Yeah, gosh. The whole thing is, is dead. Yeah. How's quarantine treating you? Uh, fine. Like I said, I've been just playing the hell out of some computer games. Um, that's really it. I got real into anime at the very beginning of it because we, we got a gaming PC a couple of weeks ago and that's been it for me mm. sort of just, I haven't, cause I haven't had a computer in forever and I miss it. I miss the clicking. I missed the typing. I've been phone gang exclusively for ever. And uh, it's, it's nice to be, it's nice to be back. As a comic, do you feel an itch to get out there? I, we're recording this in early June and you know, shows are starting to trickle back and I'm, I'm nervous. I feel like I'm not ready. Yeah. That's how I feel, too. I, I've been, I mean, <clears throat> truly, Dan, you started comedy after I s- stopped liking doing it. It's going to take, take something pretty serious for me to be excited about going out again. Yeah. And I'm going to, that's sort of, I guess, been what I've been focusing on 
during quarantine is figuring out what I have to push out of the way to get excited about getting back out. I don't want anyone to be in a rush to get back out. Oh, uh, God, me neither. You know, when, I, when I was looking at this going, why on earth am I starting a podcast? And I realized it's kind of my civic duty to contribute to there being just this flood of, of in-home entertainment out there. Yeah, you know, that's how I... <laughs> if I can get someone to go, should I go out or should I listen to these two guys talk about Randy Newman tonight? If I can get a couple people to stay home, yeah, I've done my part for society. Exactly. That's why I started doing uh, video game streaming. I'll just put it up on Twitch sometimes when I'm when I'm playing whatever yeah. dumb, boring game I'm enjoying at the time. Um, because it is, Dan, you're going to love this. I pretty much only play the like city management civilization style, like real granular games like that. For my audience, I, I am a civil engineer by trade. So, yeah. So, you know, Alex is doing for free what I, I refuse to do unless I'm getting paid. Right. But, and uh, I'm loving it. It's so counter to the rest of my personality. <laughs> so let's talk some Randy Newman. Let's talk Rand E. e. As, as with every episode of this show, we begin with the guest's choice. What song have you brought for us to talk about today? I have brought uh, I Will Go Sailing No More from the Toy Story soundtrack. As a millennial, I am. Uh, I, I was not exposed to Randy Newman pre the Toy Story movie coming out because when Toy Story came out, I was unfortunately three years old. There you go. There you go. Uh, It's the first movie I remember seeing in theaters. I couldn't believe how big everyone was. They were all too big. That's what I remember out of Toy Story. I was like, whoa, that dinosaur is so big. Um, Not a lot of lyrics to this one. Just a a real vibe. Yeah. But I I, I like it a lot. I think that's that says a lot about your personality that, that you chose a Toy Story song and at the yeah, same I think time a deep cut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick You've Got a Friend in Me. Yeah. I picked the real melancholy one. Oh gosh, and this is this is um, this is such a bummer of a song. <laughs> we're 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 gonna put a, a link to this on our podcast Twitter feed. So yeah. the, the, those of y'all uh, uh, at home can play along. Uh, since this is copyright Walt Disney music, I am not even mm-hmm. going to play a note of it. No. <laughs> Those guys don't mess around. No, they'll, um, they're responsible for the decline of Barney. Did you hear about this? No. Okay, there's this conspiracy theory. I was reading uh, Phil Vischer's book, The Guy Who Made Veggie Tales, and he met with the creator of Barney, who said that Disney tried to, like, get in the Barney business, and he said, no, thank you. And then the next, like, couple of months was when all the big Kill Barney stuff happened in pop culture. What? Yeah. So at least the guy who made it believes that Disney sabotaged Barney. Wow. I believe it. <laughs> I've decided to believe it. Did you ever see uh, – this isn't – Disney. This is Warner. Did you did you see uh, Baloney from Animaniacs? Ye- no. He was this. He was this pink dinosaur that 
Uh, oh wait, yes I did. Yes I did. Yes I did. On the head with anvils. Yeah. So yeah, we don't we don't mess with the mouse on, on this. No, nothing uh, but um, respect for the mouse. Yeah. So you know, set set the stage a little bit. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this song in the context of the movie. Uh, sure. De- describe the scene where 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 we hear Mandy singing this. So, Buzz Lightyear has been sort of. Um, yelled at by Woody, who finally broke down and said, you're a toy, you're not a real space guy. And uh, up until now, Buzz has been certain that he is, in fact, a real space guy. But he goes for the final test, which is unassisted flight, and this song starts playing. And uh, when it's revealed that he cannot fly... Randy just says, I will go sailing no more. Like, I'm not really a spaceman. I'm nothing. The, uh, the note that Randy hits um, on this when he, when he says fly near the end, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Randy doesn't have that great a voice, but he's, he's clearly not even trying to get the right pitch here because, it's, yeah. because he's singing this note as Buzz is is. is falling to 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 the ground um and it's it's just this this uh heartbreaking yeah it's this it's not only that he's failed this task but uh that you know he's he's having to come to terms with what he really is his whole perceived identity is completely shattered yeah um and you know the 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 verses I, i I can't remember if they cut the verses out of the, the movie or not, but uh, but in, in in the song it, it it talks about you know all of his dreams vanishing, um, yeah, and uh, you know, everything that, that that he had hoped for and everything that he thought that he was 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 gone. Um, yep, and then you know after a couple of verses of lamenting that. Uh, he tries to talk himself out of it. He says, no, it can't be true. I could fly if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And does, like you said, that, that final test. And it's just... And then he runs and he goes, I can do it. I'll fly. And then... And then clearly, I will go sailing no more. Oh, it's good. You... I'm trying to think of a kid's movie... Before that, because kids' movies before that, I mean, they're always eh, chase you dream or go mm-hmm. for it, or yeah, it's all right. Your the your prince will come or everything will work out. I'm trying to think of a movie before this where you know kids hear, yeah, man, might not work out for you, kid. Yeah, man, that's that's tough. Maybe Bible? No. No, I got nothing. no. I don't think anything from because nothing from the Disney Renaissance is like that. You know, I, I think about you know there there's a a sad song in Robin Hood. You know how you know the, usually the ups outnumber the downs, but not in Nottingham. Right. But but that's know. like that's just about temporary circumstances. Yeah, you know, even then you know it's gonna work out. Right. I remember but in this you mm. know, when I was six and went to see empire strikes back and at the end i was like what the hell 
where's my happy ending? Yeah. I just went to the movies and I walked out going, what, what, what is going on in the world? Yeah. Wow. And really for, 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 for Toy Story to have that kind of message in what, 95? 95, exactly. Yeah. I mean, what what better way to prepare a couple of generations for what's to truly got to, got to steal yourself up? Yeah, and it worked. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So yeah, pretty uh, pretty bleak bleak song. Great job to Randy for capturing that. Well, I will will put a link to. I will go sailing no more. Yeah, it's there. good. Thanks for bringing that in. The damn uh, horns on this song are. Oh, so oh, good. Yeah, that... Ba, da, 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 da. Yeah. See, he, he's writing this right about the same time that he's writing his uh, off-Broadway show, Faust. Okay. And uh, Faust, you know, depending on, you know, depending on what side of the bed I woke up on, uh, sometimes Faust is my favorite Randy Newman album because it, it's it's all this, you know, the nature of God and the nature of evil, but all there's all this heavenly fanfare throughout it that 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 you can tell it's written at, at that same time. That oh, wild! Eddie's Randy is uh, is a, you know in in the eighties there was a lot of synth and a lot of cocaine. yeah, and by the nineties he he's doing the, these orchestral things, which he's always done some orchestral, but it's nice to see him get back to that. Well, Alex, here comes the dangerous part of the show. Okay, let's let's go to Danger Town, Dan. All right, Carol Merrill is wheeling out our prop, and it is the wheel <laughs> of Randy. And on this are a hundred Randy songs, and maybe you've heard it before, maybe not, but we're going to listen to one at random and then talk it over. Alex, okay. are yes. you ready to spin the wheel? Yes. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel of Randy. All right, give me your best spin sound effect. And all right, it has landed on, I think it's going to rain today. Okay. All right. Now, I imagine you're not familiar with this song. No. Okay, well, let me... See if I can share my screen, and studio audience will be blacked out for this. God, Campdown Races, sing this song, do da do da. Wow! All right, I'm done. Okay, get, get, give me your your best DJ, and we're back. And we're back. And we're back. So. You, you gave us a downer of a song, and, and yeah, I, 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 I thought I'd lighten the mood with, with <laughs> possibly the saddest song he ever wrote. God, <laughs> tell me what you think of. I think it's going to rain today. So bleak. <laughs> I, of course, love how bleak it is. Uh, this is going on so many of my playlists. Uh. This is so good because I here's here's my thing. I hate I never got into as was the fashion at the time of my youth uh, emo music. 
Yeah. None of those bands named after Midwestern cities did anything for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't buy it. It seemed like they were trying to seem sad in order to f- Right. Uh, this is the good. This is good. This is bleak despair. See, and it's it's bleak. It's despair, but he's not moping. It's not. Right. It, 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 it's like, well, of course that's what today is going to be like. Right. And... Uh, and at the same time, there's all this happiness around him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wh- whether it's you know the the, the, the mannequins uh, and uh, you know the, the 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 kindness that that he recognizes is around. Yeah, him. it's not for him. It's. Yeah, the saying human kindness is overflowing right before you say I think it's going to rain today is mm, mwah, I'm doing the chef's kiss. I'm yeah. my cam is down, but I'm doing both hands. Mwah, 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 mwah. It's great. To me, songs are all about the bridge, and this yeah. bridge really nails it because I think with a lazier songwriter, this would have been a song about love gone wrong. Uh-huh. But, uh, I don't know if you've got the lyrics in front of you, but um, I do. That says, "Tin can at my feet. Think I'll kick it down the street. That's the way you treat a friend." Yeah. So he's heartbroken, and he's given up on society. But it's not because some girl dared to tell him no. Right. It's he's genuinely been betrayed. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why songs like this make me feel better. <laughs> yeah, it no, I get it. I this is the kind of song that makes me feel better. It's cuz he knows the world is okay, but not for him and not right now. Yeah, this one's a gut punch. Yeah, this one's oof, oof. maybe he's being sarcastic when he says human kindness is overflowing. Oh, maybe. Because then that makes it that makes the betrayal make way more sense, especially the last that brings in the juxtaposition of that last one bright before me, the signs implore me to help the needy and show them the way human kindness is overflowing, and I think it's going to rain today it's like so, the signs tell me to do that, but the people who made them aren't doing that so the kindness is just a front, just like the smiles on the the mannequins are just a front. Just like the scarecrows dressed in the latest styles, yeah. 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 Ooh. We did it, folks. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we we're we're gonna write Randy and correct him. <laughs> and that's analysis, baby. <laughs> I I do have to tell an analysis story. <laughs> Please. Tell a story on my wife, you know, Suzanne. You know her, you love her. Of course. But, but to she, do one is to do the other. Yes, absolutely. She was a professional writing major uh, in college, which did not fall under the English department. It fell under the journalism department. Right. She was there to learn how to write and get paid. And that was seen as as just uh, horrific to the English department. Sure. But it's an art. Well, it is an art. So she had to take a lot of classes with the English department. One of them was English literature, 3,000 centuries. And mm-hmm. she went in there, and they said, all right, all we're going to do in this class is James Joyce. And she's like, 
Oh no! English literature, <laughs> but she really, uh, really tipped the professor off because at one point he said, "What was Joyce thinking when he wrote this line?" And she raised, "Yeah." That I hope this sells. <laughs> I've got rent to pay next month. Yeah. And the professor, oh, he would never think that. It's like okay, living in. It's like an analysis. Yeah. You you've got to you've got to realize you're dealing with real people here, with real stuff. Yeah. And for, for Randy to write this when he was what, twenty? Yeah. Wow. His first album. I mean he he's a bitter old man on his later stuff, which okay, I can get it. Your marriage yeah. has fallen apart. You're you're not an attractive person. <laughs> Yeah, things aren't going your way, but oh. but for a but for a young person to just it goes back to to, to I will sail no more. It's like yeah, what what is this world and where am I going with this? Yeah. So now that we've completely bummed our audience out and ourselves, I think both of our energies have crashed. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that kind of show, people. <laughs> Folks, I want to reiterate, it's not that kind of show. I was not brought on uh, <laughs> to be bummers on the bummer show. But so turns the wheel. <laughs> the wheel, you know, we're all at the mercy of the wheel. And uh, today, I think it gave us what we needed. You know, the, the, the wheel... The wheel does what the wheel does. The wheel tur- I, I have to tell you a thing about the game I'm playing. It Every time you unlock a new technology in the game, it gives you like a famous quote. And uh, the sources, it's usually like Ptolemy or whoever. Um, but when you unlock the wheel, it says, The wheel turns slowly, but it turns. Lorne Michaels. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 you know, he is our Ptolemy. He's our Ptolemy. <laughs> the wheel turns slowly, but it turns. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, well, I'm going to lighten this mood a little bit. I straight up thought you were saying, I'm going to lie down. (laughs) (laughs) That'll come in about 10 minutes, Alex. I wonder if I could get better help to sponsor this episode. (laughs) Hey, guys. Hey, guys. We know you've been through a rough patch the last 45 minutes. (laughs) Maybe talk to somebody. Next segment of the show is called This Week's Cover. This week's cover. (laughs) Okay. And this week's cover is when uh, I choose a Randy song that is sung by someone else. Okay. But it's just a recommendation. And I need to lighten the mood a little bit. So I'm going to pick... Uh, let's go with one that people have heard. We do Three Dog Nights version of Mama Told Me Not to Come. Uh, we'll put a link to that in uh, 
in our Twitter feed. But uh, I like this song because it was the first time that Randy got paid for something. You know, he was okay. able to write a hit. And, you know, his version of it is very, very different from Three Dog Night. But Three Dog Night was able to take it and, and, and turn it into a hit. They tweaked it in just the right ways to make it radio friendly. Um, so a lot of times this is people's first introduction to a Randy song is, you know, <laughs> okay, they've heard this on the radio. So check out Mama Told Me Not to Come by Three Dog Night. Just a way to lighten the mood a little bit here. All right. So <laughs> at some point, you know, pull up Randy's version on uh, his album, 12 Songs, and you'll hear a very, very different version of that. But, you know, that's, mm. that's my recommendation today. Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll do the part of the show we call plugs. How, how can people get hold of you? Folks, you can follow me on Twitter.com at Sirius Sanchez. Um, you can see my uh, irregular Twitch streams uh, uh, at Sirius Sanchez, twitch.tv slash Sirius Sanchez. Um, keep an eye out for the praise down. It's not, it's not over. It's been tough. Stuff's been tough. I'll get a couple up. Uh, I've got a couple in the backlog that I promised I would put up that I have uh, not done yet, but it will be done. Well, there's, there's what, 90 episodes in the can that people can listen Yeah, go, go out there, listen to those, catch up, uh, and text me when you're done, and then I'll put one out. How about that? <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> it's always a fun read, and it's always good to talk to you, Alex. So Great we'll, to talk to you, too. We'll see you, we'll see you when the virus is, is on the other side. Hell yeah, you will. Thank you very much, everyone, and thank you, Alex. We'll see you all next time. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Wheel of Randy for links to today's songs. Thanks to Good Trash Media for distributing this show. Thanks to Brian Mays for our artwork. Check him out on Facebook at Brian Mays Art. Thanks to Matt Farley for our original music. Check out his many, many compositions at moternmedia.com. That's M-O-T-E-R-N. Our background music is Rock and Gravel by Sid Valentine's Patent Leather Kids. You can find that wherever you get your public domain ragtime. Wheel of Randy is brought to you by Wade Engineering. We are a water and sewer engineering firm registered in Oklahoma and Texas. And if you ask nicely, we'll register in your state too. Wade specializes in hydraulic modeling. If you're a city or a rural water district or a fire department, you've got to get a hydraulic model. First thing, before you spend one more dollar on construction, get a model. If you're an engineering firm, don't do hydraulic modeling yourself. This isn't something you can learn on the job. It's very easy for a hydraulic model to give you the wrong answer if you're not careful. Play it safe and bring in an expert. Wade Engineering can be reached at 405-426-7634. See you next time, everybody. Bye. It's Wheel of Randy.